Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Reza- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where did you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm very excited to welcome to the show Jerry O'Connell. He's an actor, host, director, and father. You know him from Stand By Me, Jerry Maguire, Kangaroo Jack, The Secret. Those are just a few of the bazillion films he's been in. He's also been in a bazillion, and that's not a real word. I don't care. Uh, TV shows. You've seen him on Sliders, Crossing Jordan, Billions, uh, Las Vegas, so many others. He's famously married to Rebecca Romaine. He has twin daughters. He's also been popping up on the local news, according to his Instagram. And... Uh, <laughs> And he's starring in Ballbuster, which is currently streaming. And he is literally the first guest I've had who has been standing outside while we've done this show. You're bringing a bit of nature to my podcast. Thank you. Well, it's a, it's an honor to be your new best friend. Um, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I have two daughters, as you mentioned earlier, and all they do uh, during this quarantine or pandy, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> are the pandy. Um, is uh, TikTok videos nonstop. They watch them, they stream them, they film them, they upload them, they download them. They, uh, it's just all TikTok. I've, I'm really waiting with bated breath for Trump to just ban it already. <laughs> and um, uh, I get no Wi-Fi at my house. So um, I come down, um, there's a park down the street from my house where I literally I'm underneath a cell tower. I can hear it humming. Um, and it is the best reception that I get during this whole pandy. I've looked for the perfect place to zoom or do like a podcast and all that stuff. And this is literally right, right. I'm directly under a 5g tower. (laughs) Uh, I, I can feel, I can feel whatever gamma rays are hitting me. Do you feel like it is going to ultimately hobble you and hinder you? Or do you feel like it's giving you secret powers? I feel like I get a special energy from this 5G. I mean, I know a lot of people, this was just a rumor that it had something to do with the COVID. I got to tell you, it's made me nothing but really personable for every podcast interview I've done right under it. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about how you are really personable. I actually met you... In 2011, I used to be the news girl on the Adam Carolla show, and I had just started. Yeah, do you remember? You were there. You were going to do. 
a one on into Glendale. Sure. Yeah. You were going to do a one on one interview with him. And you I think he he was banking them for some reason, like he was recording a bunch in a day. So you were in and it was like the before they um, remodeled the studio and you were waiting in that room, like waiting to go into the fishbowl. And then I arrived to record and you were so friendly, like you did not need to introduce yourself to me and talk to me. But I remember we had a conversation and I walked away thinking he is the nicest, most personable guy and his clothes are are like really well fitted, but they look brand new. Does that sound like you? Hmm. Yeah, that that <laughs> could be me. I mean, obviously, we're doing this on a Zoom call. It is the beginning of Labor Day weekend, so I'm maybe not as dressed as I probably should be for this interview. Um, but uh, I mean, I I fit into clothes pretty well. You know, I'm a I'm a six two guy. I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I'm a sample size, but, uh, you know, I mean, I sort of try and stay in shape. Um, no, I do remember meeting you at the Adam Carolla show. I loved, uh, um, I, I kind of love current events, you know? Um, and I know you came in there with like the news topics, hot topics sort of really interest me, you know? Um, I'm just, I'm just really interested in hot topics, which is, I guess why I got a shot at doing a talk show last year on Fox enjoy talking about reality TV and whatever is sort of um, a hot topic. So yes, you, now you filled in for Wendy Williams, right? I filled in for Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams took a little bit of a break and they called me out of the blue and asked me to fill in. And um, I did, uh, I think close for, close to two weeks I, I filled in and it was really scary. The first time I did it, it was, it was so funny. I, um, you know, I'm an actor pretty legit. You can look me up on IMDb and things rarely made me nervous. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do a play and the first couple performances live will make me nervous just cause you haven't put it up in, in front of people and you don't want to forget your lines. But professionally nothing had made me nervous for years i have to say since i did jerry Maguire and i came on the set with tom cruise that was the last time i was nervous being around someone or people mm -hmm. but doing that first live episode of wendy williams was nerve-wracking to me because people don't realize that wendy wendy's show um wendy's just talks for 20 minutes. I mean, she goes out there and just by herself has maybe four topics and talks about each of them for five minutes straight by herself. And, um, a lot of the producers were worried. I wasn't going to be able to handle it. And I too was worried. I wasn't going to be able to handle it. <laughs> and it was really scary. But the second I did it, I wanted to do it again the next day. I mean, I really, it's, it's so funny doing live talk shows and, and you could probably answer this better than I could. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, the second you do it and finish it, you can't wait to see what else is going on in the world. So you can go back tomorrow and do it, you know? And it's, um, it, it really gave me, uh, it really bit, I really got bit by that talk show bug when I, when I, when I, um, 
guest hosted on on Wendy Williams. What I loved about doing a daily topical show was prior to that, I would make appearances on different shows, but it was infrequent enough that after I finished the appearance, I would begin to ruminate about it. Did they like me? Did I do a good job? Are they going to ask me back? Blah, 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 blah. I would get really in my head versus knowing that I had the daily gig. It's like once I was done, I could just be done and I felt much more comfortable. Yeah, I got to tell you, I have a pretty good um, mindset when it comes to finishing something. Um, And when it's done, I do not think about it again. Um, You know, I think that comes from being an actor and auditioning all the time. You never get anything. I mean, you (laughs) never get anything. You audition infinitely and perpetually and you get nothing. And if you get two or three jobs a year, you're a huge success story, you know, and that's going on, I don't know, a hundred auditions a year, you know? Um, so I don't worry about things in the past. And you know what, when I co-hosted with, um, Kelly Ripa, who's the best a bunch of times, uh, Kelly Ripa has a producer named Gelman who gave me a great piece of advice um hey tell me when this is too inside talking about talk shows is it oh Allison? no i like it i like it okay. i'll tell you yeah um uh sorry everybody if you're getting bored by this no people were... love this they're people oh, are good. they're they're more interested than they were when we were talking about um nature okay good <laughs> um nature boring um when i was co-hosting with um kelly Ripa. uh her producer gelman a famous producer yeah. on the live with kelly and ryan show uh, I, ca- I came up to him after I did something, I taped something, and I went, oh, I'm so sorry I messed up with that cue. And he went, hey, in live television, it's never as good as you think, and it's never as bad as you think. And that really, like, stuck with me. Even when you go home and you're like, oh, that was hilarious. You watch it, and you're like, man, wasn't that funny? <laughs> or if something, like, you really messed something up, you go home and you watch it. It's funny. It's, uh, it's, a, real, um, it's a real learning curve. I, I, I mean... I don't want to make this all about like doing talk shows. This is uh, people are going to throw things at their um, Bluetooth speakers, but um, <laughs> uh, or whatever. I was going to say radio, but that would make me old. Um, um, is that you can't get stuck on things that don't work? Like less, the more cool I was when things bombed, the cooler I was. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. someone like. Someone like Letterman, if he did a joke and it didn't go over well, he would embrace it. Like, even in fail, there is no failure. Even in failure, you're fine with it all. And um, it's something, even when I got that test run on Fox last summer, I wasn't that good at it. I remember doing a joke and it bombed and getting flustered and being like, you know, if it doesn't work, you just have to be like, hey, it doesn't work. It's a whole attitudinal thing, you know? I think, And I think it applies not only to talk shows. I think it applies to dating. I think it applies to life, to being married, to being a parent with, you know, other parents. Just like, in the words of Count, you know, in the words of Countess, just be cool. Don't be all uncool. You know? <laughs> do you remember what the joke was that didn't work? Yes, I do. What was it? Um... It was a story. We did a story about um, an actress who rented a billboard in Atlanta and it said, Tyler Perry, please hire me. And it was a picture of her. And then Tyler Perry responded. Um, you know, 
I appreciate this, but this is not how you should go about becoming an actress. You know, he had, uh, he had an opinion about it. You know, this is not how you should go about becoming an actress. You should become an actress by, you should become an actor by auditioning and working on your craft, right? A legitimate point. Mm-hmm. And my joke was, cause this is when I was co-hosting the Wendy show, you know, uh, full disclosure, I took out this ad on Wendy's on Wendy's commute, and it was a poster of me. You know, please give me a TV show. You know, <laughs> and so th- so we made up a fake billboard. Yeah, I think that's funny. And it was funny to me at the time, right? And we showed it, and the audience just didn't laugh at all. And I went, uh, you know, I, I it really like flustered <laughs> it flustered me. I was like, this is on live television. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Just, let's just skip past that joke. Uh, and next, you know, and I should have embraced how much it bombed. You know, right. like looking back, I should have been like, wow, that was so much funnier when I told it in the room with four other polls. Uh, that's our writing staff. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm ashamed of that joke. Okay. Like I should have like, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's just experience. Who knows? You know, I mean, it's funny too. I think about, um, you know, I have, um, I have young daughters who are just, I'm not going to say they're dating, they're 11. So obviously they're not dating, but they're like talking to boys, I guess, you know, over, over the TikTok or over the iMessage or whatever these kids are talking to each other these days. Um, And I just want them to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think back, even when I met my wife, I wasn't, I wasn't cool. You know, (laughs) I wasn't like, and I guess none of us are really. Mm Mm-mm. But also, like, um, I watch a tremendous amount of reality television. Man, amazing show on Netflix right now called Love on the Spectrum. Have yes, you watched it? No, I, it's on my list, literally. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Tell me about Allison, it. Allison, you've got to watch this show. It's just, I don't even want to say anything else about it. Just watch the show and then call me back and then we'll talk about it. But it's just, uh, you know, I love watching, like, you know, even like Married at First Sight or like, you know, any of these like reality, like, you know, dating shows or relationship shows. Um, I haven't watched Love Island yet, but, um, you know, any of them. Um, it, uh, Temptation Island or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, what was the one that was on Netflix that was so good about where they can't. Um, oh, the, uh, the Circle? Hook up with each other. The Circle wasn't. No, the, the Circle was. Um, the people who live in the building. Yeah. This was the one where they could, they couldn't hook up with each other. The hot English guy and the girl from Vancouver. Um, <laughs> so wait, but, um, can I ask you a question? Why do you want your girls to be cool? And like, what does cool mean to you? Just to learn from my mistakes. And nobody helps you out with like dating or talking to boys, you know, or girls, you know, um, nobody, <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a couple handbooks. I did read that book, The Rules. Oh, yeah. Um, which was more a female skewing book on how you should date guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found that to be really enlightening, you know. Um, but I think it all changes now what with apps and all that stuff. I just think it's a different... It's a different thing. I do encourage all my friends who are single to go on those apps. I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Right. I mean, 
Are you? I, I'm so sorry to pry. Are, are, That's I mean, okay. I don't I, know if you talk about your personal I, life. I, I do uh, all the time. Too much, p- less personal life. Yeah. People say to me, um, <laughs> I, I overshare. Uh, I'm married, and I have a, I have two boys. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. Allison, Allison, I'm so sorry. You're <laughs> you're oversharing. <laughs> It's too much, I know. You're telling us too much. (laughs) We don't need to hear all that. And I did did IVF to get them, uh, and that was a whole thing. Cool. Yeah. But they're here now. So, yeah, that is... Yeah, it... uh, That's my story. It uh, can be, you know. Tough. And I uh, made many a wrong choice in dating. I dated the wrong people for years and years and years, and then somehow well it's, it's a longer story but uh met a, a very great guy and it's it's all good but um what about you how did you guys meet uh we okay so it's actually a funny story but then you have to tell me how you and and rebecca met um sure i lived in new york for years and i moved out here and was living uh one of my family members got sick i moved out here to to be near them to help them i was living at my parents house I was an adult and I was, and that was hard for me. And I remember I was like lying on the couch thinking like I made a mistake. I made a mistake in leaving New York. Um, then I got the job on the Adam Carolla show. And so I was commuting uh-huh. and um, all of a sudden I got an email from, from this guy who said that he had read something on my website. I, I'm a writer. So he had read something I'd r- written that like spoke to him. And then he went and started reading other articles that I'd written. And, um, you know, it was so nice that what he said was so complimentary that I wrote back. And then we started emailing. Um, and then wow. he, yeah, I mean, so it's, you, it's, it's a much longer story than that. But um, so you married a fan. I kind of did. But he's, (laughs) I did, but he suggested, he suggested that we get dinner. And before I even responded, he took it back, which I thought was like amusing. And then he, so he's in the industry as well. And he like came up with a, a, like a, you know, why don't we work, potentially work together? And that gave it this framework where we, I could meet him without feeling like I'm, this is creepy. I'm meeting a fan, even though I always knew he liked me. Were you able to do a little bit of like a Google search and background check to make sure that this person was legitimate and everything? Or did you go in there like, no, I was able I mean, to do some recon. And it had been a while that we had been emailing. Um, and right. and then we were actually just friends for a long time. Because, like I said, I had just moved out here. And, and the email was like a legitimate email. It wasn't like a, like a hot mail or like a <laughs> no yeah. wacky email. No, it was legit. It was legit. It wasn't like a dot. It wasn't like a dot org. No, I didn't go to his website. And it wasn't like MIDI, like old keyboard MIDI music that plays and like... <laughs> Little thing moving around. No, it was good. Um, so, wait, how did you and Rebecca meet? Um, we met. We met online. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we met. Um, met at a. Uh, this is going to date me a little bit. And my wife. Uh, we met at a Maxim Hot 100 party. Do you oh. remember the publication Maxim? I wrote for Maxim for a little while. So Maxim I do. was uh, for. I know you have a lot of youthful listeners. Um, Maxim was a magazine. Lad mag. I guess it geared toward young men, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was geared toward. It was about like gadgets and like it always had a you know a bombshell on the cover, right? right? Yeah. And um, it would have like it had a section and, I think uh, called like jokes from hot girls, and it would be like hot girls and their favorite joke. 
All right. I don't recall that section, but uh, um, yeah, I went to a party. They they were, this is about, man, this is about 16 years ago. They were the parties to go to at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess, I guess before that, the Playboy Mansion was where everybody went in the 70s. I mean, where did everybody go? Uh, discos, a discotheque. <laughs> um, but uh, this was, um, my wife was newly single. My wife was previously married and newly single. And when I say newly single, I mean like a few months. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw her and um, my wife was VIP section. And I thought, wow, that girl is newly single. I know that because um, it was a top. It was in the news. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I waved my arms and stuff at the VIP section. I wasn't allowed in. <laughs> And like, sort of like looked at herself and like pointed at herself. And I was like, yeah, you, you, <laughs> Rebecca Romaine. And she came over to the security guy and I was like, I'm with her. I'm with her. And I grabbed her arm and I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I couldn't get in there. I needed you to get in. And, uh, she was sort of seeing another guy and her friend after hanging out at this Maxim hot 100 party. Um, her friend said, take her phone number and give her a call. And I said, she's with that other guy. And uh, the friend said, no, she's uh, she doesn't really like him. And uh, so I got her phone number and. um, uh, It was kind of it was, was, you know, it was pretty much on from the beginning, from the second I called. I called a few days late and. um, It was on. It was on. What were your relations? I don't know what to say. You know, everyone's like. (laughs) Well, you know, it's so funny. Everyone's like, how did you know that Rebecca was the one? And I, I can't say that I knew that Rebecca was the one. I can say it, it was on from the begin, from the, from the first moment. Mm-hmm. It was just on. Um, now, listen, I wasn't sure if we'd make through this pandemic, but we're still here. It's still on today. I watched. I don't a, know about tomorrow. <laughs> I watched a video on YouTube, and it was you and Rebecca talking about like your first date, your first kiss, your first all these things, and I think it was first fight. Uh, and you guys said that you fight all the time. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, a lot less than we used to. Um, I, I just it, it's not it's not perfect. You know what I'm saying. You know, I do have to say the good news is we do have two children now who are 11. So we have formed a bond over that because we realize we need more of a a um, a unified front to beat our children, which has become <laughs> we now have a new common enemy in our children. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. I mean, listen, I. I don't think any thought they'd be spending this much time. Are you spending more time with your family than you ever thought you would spend with them? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I never thought. No, go ahead. I, I even went to, I used to go to work. I used to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to travel a lot without my family, mostly without my family. And I never thought I would be in the same house with my family for six months straight. I'm sorry. I know that's, a terrible thing to say, but I never, and when I say six months straight, I mean six months straight. I haven't done anything without my family. I went driving range the other day. That's about it. 
I went by myself for an hour. I had one hour away from my family during these last six months. Are you losing your mind? Oh, sometimes I go for jogs. I go for like a jog for like 45 minutes. Um, no, might sometimes fight with each other, but that's just like boring parent stuff. They just like <laughs> argue with each other. So in um, Ballbuster, you play someone who's like kind of a, a megalomaniac jerk who, who gets humbled. Um, you seem, and I say seem because I don't yet know the real Jerry O'Connell, but you seem very down to earth and not like a megalomaniac. Um, in, in what ways might you be like that character? How did, like, in, do you relate to that character? First of all, Ballbuster, amazing film. Everybody should download it right now. So much fun making it. Um, yeah, I guess it was fun to, uh, it's always fun to play someone who thinks they're a lot, who is a megalomaniac, because that really comes from insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so it's always fun to play insecurity, you know? I mean, um, and it's, uh, it's just, it's fun to play those characters, um, because it allows you to have an energy into every scene. You know, you get to come into a scene thinking, huh, my character thinks he is the best person in this room. And it's fun to sort of play that immediately. You know, we have, um, we have a fun time. I had a fun time on Ballbuster, man. We had a great cast. Mike Winfield, Lex Alexander, Lunell, um, uh, Chris Holly. Sorry if I'm forgetting anybody else. Elizabeth Rom. It was a real, uh, we were all together in big groups. We really had a fun time doing it. Um, you grew up in Manhattan, right? Manhattan, New York City. Uh, 17th and 7th, Chelsea, New York, uh, to be that, to be super specific, really fun area to grow up in. It's funny, my kids, I live now in the suburbs of Los Angeles, a small hamlet <laughs> called Calabasas, home of the Kardashians. And um, it's funny, it's beautiful here. The schools are great. Um, you know, uh, it's great, Calabasas. Our mall is amazing, totally air-conditioned. Um, but it's not the... My kids are not growing up the same way I grew up, you know? Like, you know, it's funny. I went on a... Um, oh, gosh. I went on a bike ride with my daughter the other day. My other daughter didn't want to go. And we were just, like, cycling around our neighborhood. And... Um, Man, you know, my kids are 11. You know, when, when I was 11, I was like riding my bike all over New York City. I didn't care. I was riding the subway. And uh, listen, I mean, my kids just don't have that freedom. You know what I'm saying? I mean, also, it's a different time. Like my parents, I had a set of keys at the age of 10. You know, <laughs> they were like, all right, bye. you know, you're an adult. The idea that just the mere fact that I wouldn't know where my kids were from after school until like 7 p.m. <laughs> my parents had no idea where I was. Like, I mean, that's crazy. Um, so, uh, you know, my, I think my kids are a little overprotected here in this, uh, in this world, but I mean, I don't know how else to, I, you know, I mean, it's funny. I, I lived in New York summer with my kids and I'd give them money. And if they were hungry, I'd tell them to go to the corner and go to the deli and go get food first. They were like, what? <laughs> There were 10 last summer and I was like, look, here's five bucks. Go get like candy or sandwich or, you know, a drink, a soda, like just do it. And they were like, by myself. And I was like, yeah, go. 
And um, it's just funny, kids today. You know, I don't think I don't think they have the amount of freedom I had when I was on up. No, no. There's it's certainly a different standard for what how uh, how much we hover versus how much our parents did. Um, so you you did stand by me when you were ten, right? Eleven. I did it when I was eleven. Eleven. And I how... was exactly my kid's age right now. Oh wow! How did you get into acting? I know. <laughs> you know, I did a um, I did a um, I, I I did a class on Sundays at a acting school called HB Studios in New York. It's a famous acting school. You know, um, I famous actors have come through there. Paul Newman. I'm pretty sure Christopher Walken. I'm pretty sure it. Uh, Marlon Brando. It's just, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, um, it's a famous West village acting school. Mm-hmm. I grew up in, in the West village in Chelsea and I went there on Sundays and it was just something I was good at. You know, I remember, um, just doing that class and being 10 and 11 and for the time of my life like it, there were teenagers in that class teenagers saying hey you were really good in there man you really it was the first thing i was good at i wasn't a particularly good athlete i was certainly a student and um it was the first thing i was good at and then they had a big open call for stand by me and i it just it's just one of those i just happened to be the right age when they made that movie you know i mean I got a call back. I got another call back. I got another call back. And um, we made the movie. And I mean, the movie came out and we're still talking about it 35 <laughs> years later. You know, I mean, it's it's such a great it's such a great movie. I watched it. Um, I watched it on TV. Uh, it was on TV last week and it's just it really holds up. And Rob Reiner, who directed it, got such good performances out of us. It was so good. Um, when you said that you were the age that your kids are now, and I said, oh my gosh, you were like, I know. And it seemed like that was a, um, a loaded, I know. Like if they wanted to act um, at their age, would you let them? Do you feel like you were too young? Definitely. Definitely. I have one daughter who really shows a lot of um, interest and she's really fun. I would definitely... I would definitely uh, let them act, you know. Um, I, uh, I mean, I just would, you know. They're in drama at school. They were just in um, a virtual Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know. I mean, I think everything's virtual these days. So, yeah. uh, you know, they they are still in drama, but they're doing it virtually. But. Uh, I would definitely. I also have a lot of fun, like their school play, running lines with them. It's so it's so cute to do. It's so much fun. Are they impressed they have, uh, by you? Um, you know, certain things. I think they see when they saw I was in a Mariah Carey video. <laughs> I was in that Mariah Carey Heartbreaker video. They were really impressed by that. Um, I don't know if they're that impressed by me. I think they think, I mean, I think like all kids think their parents are kind of lame, you know, <laughs> when they do the, you know, the, the, the Cardi Megan, the stallion wop dance. And I say like, you can't do that. Stop that. That's stop. Do like, get up off the floor. You're, 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 you're gyrating. Like <laughs> that's offensive. Like they think I'm lame, I guess, you know, <laughs> 
Well, you were like on the ground, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, that dance, they're like on the ground, like humping the ground. And my kids are like 11 and I'm like, girls, you can't like, we're, we're outside. We're in a park. You can't be doing that. Someone's going to report me, get up. And they're like, you don't understand music. This is how we do it. (laughs) I know that you do voices and impressions a bit. Is that your impression of them? And, and if you were to do an impression of them, is it, does each have a different impression? Yeah, they do. I have one daughter who, I mean, this is crazy. It's a Calabasas thing and I've got to put an end to this. And I, I hope I'm not offending anyone by saying this. Um, but I have one daughter who um, talks. I mean, I do learn Calabasas and she talks only with like that vocal guy. And it drives me crazy. I mean, it drives me crazy. I yell at her. I'm like, stop with the vocal fry. And she's like, what? And I'm like, dad, stop. You can't talk like that. Speak with a voice, a real voice. Like, use your diaphragm. Speak. Why? Why are you yelling? You're yelling. Chill. Dad, chill. And I'm like, stop it. Stop with the vocal fry. Look, I, no offense to anyone. I love everyone. Peace and love. But I'm going to send them to a dictation school. I'm going to send them to speech school. I mean, it's going to happen. I'm not allowing it. So, yeah, they're um, a little Calabasas. What's the other one sound like? Um, the other one does this that uh, it actually annoys me. I'm so sorry I'm talking about things that annoy me about my children. <laughs> the other one, um, when she becomes annoyed, she puts on like a nasal, like baby voice when she talks and she walks things. And it drives me crazy. And I'm like, stop with the nasal baby voice. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Speak to me like a person. Come on. Why, why, why are you disparaging me? I have a voice. I want to be heard. <laughs> Stop it. It's talking through your nose. Stop it. Um, so have you worked consistent? I know you went to college. I know you were an RA in college. Um, have been, have, uh, you know, I was, um, I don't know. I, oh, is that not that's true? That's something on Wikipedia. I was never an RA. I don't oh. know who came up with that. You know, somebody on Wikipedia said I was an RA and someone also on Wikipedia for many years said I never graduated college, which was certainly not true. Don't make me break out my diploma. Um, But um, and it's so funny on Wikipedia. I read it and it said I didn't graduate and I changed it and someone changed it back. I I couldn't do it. Um, Yeah, I don't. And then I changed it again and someone changed it back. That's crazy. it's almost like they were getting notifications that I was changing <laughs> my own Wikipedia page. Right. <laughs> and um, it must have been an X or something. I don't know who it was, but um, uh, but um, I was never an RA. I never lived in the dorms. I, I lived at home because I grew up in Manhattan. And I was a little bummed about that. I really, looking back, I, I should have, um, you know, uh, just my family was looking to save money. NYU was so expensive, you know. Um, you know, it was just so expensive. So, I mean, I guess you're back then we were saving a few thousand bucks a year and it was just a lot of money and I stayed at home and I really wish I hadn't, you know, it just seemed to be that the people who were staying in the dorms were having a, um, um, a full college experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. did you work consistently from the time you started or did you take a break? A little bit. You know, I did a, um, 
you know, um, when I went to college, things were a little slow. I did a lot of commercials in New York. Um, I did a lot of commercials in New York. I auditioned and just did a lot of commercials and it paid really good money. And then, um, you know, I, yeah, I guess I was working consistently. I mean, I guess it wasn't like, you know, stand by me level stuff. So no really, you know, they were just commercials, but in my mind I was working, you know, I mean, it may not have been on Hollywood's terms working, but on my terms it was. Yeah. It's a quite a, quite a long, uh, career you've had. I'm an old man, Allison. What do you want? You know, I mean, it happens. I, I didn't mean it as an insult. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't take it as one. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I will say it's, it's just fun. It's just fun where opportunities pop up, you know, like for example, I was doing a play in New York and this is, this is about, I'm going to tell you exactly when this was. This is about nine years ago. I'm doing a play in New York and um, Regis Philbin and Kelly Ripa were doing their show and Regis Philbin took a, took a, um, like a sabbatical, like a medical, like a medical, um, sabbatical, God rest his soul, by the way. Um, and, uh, co-hosted with Kelly one day. I was in New York and I was like, sure, I'll go. My kids were just, my kids were just born. My kids were like two years old. And so I was joking about my kids and, you know, just like, you know, just joking about my kids. And, um, Kelly Ripa said like, you should come back here. That, that was so fun. And I did that a bunch of other times, which led to, of course, you know, me co-hosting Wendy, which led to me doing that show. So it's just so funny how things open up in this business, you know, even when you don't expect them to, you know. Right. It's, um, just sort of remain open-minded about all these things, you know. So I think we should, I, I received a lot of questions from listeners, but first I need to talk just for a second and I'm just going to do an ad and I should have warned you that I was going to do this live, but it'll be real fast. Um, I want to talk stamps, to you guys. Stamp, let me get. Let me guess. Stamps. Stamps. dot com. No, that is a a, a okay, hold staple. On a hold on a second. Hold on a second. Bolin Branch. Nope. Although I've had them, I've had all of those before. No, this is. I want to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. If you think you may be depressed or feeling anxious, stressed or overwhelmed, BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and to help. Talk with your counselors in a private online environment at your own convenience from wherever you're comfortable. BetterHelp counselors have expertise in a broad range of areas such as anxiety, grief, depression, LGBT matters, self-esteem, and more. BetterHelp can give you access to help that may not be available in your area. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with your counselor in under 48 hours. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, plus exchange unlimited messages. Everything you share is confidential. If for any reason you are unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. Join the million plus people taking charge of their mental health with BetterHelp. 
BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BESTFRIEND. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash BESTFRIEND. That's BetterHelp, better, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash BESTFRIEND. Talk to a therapist online and get help. Okay, so... uh when I mentioned to my listeners that you were coming on the show and I took a call for questions, people were so excited and I take questions on Patreon and on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go um, for that. And there's all sorts of uh, behind the scenes content and bonus episodes and stuff like that. And one of the perks is you get your questions in ahead of everyone else. Uh, So let's take some questions and uh, we have a little song. Why is this not working? I know, I see you. I Allison's see you. questions. I know. I Allison's see you. questions. No, what's These happening? Allison, When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Okay. Page says, which That was how- a pretty good song. You didn't think that my Alice ask Allison on Patreon, Patreon, got it going on. Allison, Patreon, got it going on. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. My trap dog who does my music better be nervous. Okay. Paige says, which housewife city does he think Allison would like best? There's three, there's three questions here. So, uh, yeah, answer that one, and then we'll go on. Now, full disclosure. Oh, you know what's so funny? What? You know, I, I, you know, a good friend of mine is Andy Cohen. That's another thing, like, talking about, like, being open in your career and never knowing where it's going to go. My wife and I, wow, this is over 10 years ago, were avid Real Housewives of Jersey and OC. Those were the, I think those were the original two that we watched. I don't even know... I think those two were the first and then New York happened. Anyway, we were huge fans and watch what happens live became a show. And then we met Andy Cohen at a party and we lost my wife and I lost our minds. <laughs> and this is when watch what happens live was on once a week. And it was just Andy and like done from his basement. Right. And we lost our minds and we were like, please, you know, and maybe Andy should tell this story, but I think we were, Andy knows a lot of very famous people, but I think I was the first, like, I'm a fan of the housewives and I'm a fan of you and I want to come on this show. (laughs) And, uh, the first time I was on, I was on with Teresa Gudice. It was a very big deal. Wow. And it was so fun going on that show just because, you know, um, seeing a reality star is so different than seeing a regular movie star because you really you've been through some emotional things with them you know with like a movie star it's like oh wow 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 that's tom cruise oh okay be cool hello how are you (laughs) i can't believe this but when you see a reality star you want to hug them and be like oh my gosh i can't believe everything you've been through you know we're here for you you know it's it's a different relationship that you have with the reality stars so it was just so fun for me to go on there with them but uh I do, I do get a lot of housewives questions. Um, okay. Do you think Denise slept with Brandy? Now, I haven't watched Beverly Hills in a long time, so I don't even know what this is a reference to. What the hell? You know, it is... It's a rumor. It's a rumor on Beverly Hills 
Brandy said something. Denise said something else. I have not taken a side on this, okay? I did say on Watch What Happens Live um, that I will say Brandy Glanville, who is a former housewife of Beverly Hills, who's not a housewife, who I think is now considered a friend of the housewife, um, has really shaken things up this season and deserves to be a housewife again. I said that. Mm. I believe that offended someone I am close to. So I just would rather not answer the question at all. I don't know who is telling the truth. I will say a very good friend of mine and my wife is Denise and Aaron. They're an amazing couple. They're beautiful. And I don't think they would do anything to jeopardize that beautiful marriage they have. How, how safe was that answer? That was so diplomatic. Bravo. No pun, but bravo. Uh, Seth Eisenberg says, when is the My Secret Identity reboot or sequel happening? Would need that some... Was a show, oh, go ahead. That was a show I did when I was a kid. I can't believe Seth even remembers that. It was like, uh, it was, uh, I played a kid with superpowers. It was sort of like, uh, I mean, I don't think Nickelodeon was around back then, but I guess it would be the equivalent of a Nickelodeon show now, um, like uh, Thundermans or something now on Nickelodeon. Uh, I have not heard of any reboots happening with that show. Seth, unfortunately, I think is the only one who's asking for it. So, I think I saw I mean, another Seth, one. All right, let's 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 start the online petition. <laughs> Maureen McKean says, "What's the best thing about having twins, and what's the worst?" Uh, the best thing is that there's always a play date, and the worst thing is that um, um. They're, they're too much of a team and they gang up on you. Right. And it, it gives them an advantage, especially if you're, if your spouse isn't around, they know that they uh, <laughs> outnumber you. Uh, okay. Super van. Now, sometimes people ask questions and I'm like, I don't know what this is referring to, but I ask it anyway. Super fan Giovanni says, are the fan theories and rumors about the infamous dinner party and the departure of John Ray's Davies from sliders true? I don't know what they're talking about, about a dinner party. Okay. Um, I don't know what they're talking about, about a dinner party. All right. Did they, did they, did, did they elaborate on a dinner party or anything? No. No. Was Carrie were I don't know how to Carrie say her. Was she in Sliders? Were. Yes. Okay, there's a question about her. I don't know if this has anything to do with the if this is separate or for, Okay. Also, Carrie admitted to being very unkind to a female co-star on a series she joined, revealing she had apologized for her mean girl behavior to Sabrina Lloyd. Did you witness it? Um I did not witness it. I have to tell you, I wasn't even that sure they were not getting along. And I didn't realize I didn't. This is the first I'm hearing any of this. I didn't realize that. uh, I know Sabrina left the uh, left the show. Um, I I mean, I still talk to both of them. This is the first I'm hearing all this. Wow. This is some breaking news to you. It really is. Right. Um, I don't I don't even know how to answer it. It's the first time I'm hearing it. I I didn't witness it. No. Uh, Ray Morgan says, "Does he ever struggle with weight now? How did he lose the weight after Stand by Me?" 
you know, I was never really, I was just a hefty, I was just a healthy kid, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't struggle with, I mean, I struggle with weight like everybody else, you know? I mean, like, you know, like trying to stay active during the pandy and all that stuff. Gym's not open. Yeah. I go for runs. Shmoo says the second scream movie is my favorite in the franchise. The blooper where Nev headbutts you makes me laugh every time. Do you have any fun memories from filming that movie? What was the hardest scene for you to shoot? I guess the hardest scene was the one where I died. I was bummed to find out I died. They didn't (laughs) give us the ending of the script and we didn't shoot it until the last week of shooting. So I didn't even realize that was going to happen. Um, so I was bummed I wasn't coming back, but I guess everybody dies in those movies, right? I um, think so. Eventually, unless you're Courtney Cox, David Arquette, or Nev Campbell. <laughs> I think those are the only three that are standing. Um, but, uh, I mean, they killed Jamie Kennedy in Scream 2 as well, and he was uh, a vital part of that whole thing. So wait, you, you might have just said, but... How soon did you find out? Like, what was the time period between when you found out and when you shot it? You know, they didn't give the ending of that script until we got there to set. I, um, mm. uh, you know, they just didn't want the ending getting leaked. And, right. Uh, I think, I, you know, I, and by the way, I can't answer this. You'd have to ask Kevin Williamson or Ju- Julie Pleck or, um, 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 some of the other uh, a guy named Richard Potter, or some of the other writers there, but I think they also wanted to see how the cast meshed and who. I think they were. I'm not saying they were writing it as they went along, but I think they wanted to see how things would play out. Right. Um. A Whitney C would like to know what's your favorite drink, alcoholic or not. Um. This is going to be such a lame answer. I love whole regular dairy milk. Regular, whole jug of milk. I drink and have every day for my life uh, a, a half a gallon a day. I love it. Wow. I, dr- I drink it nonstop. And I have a, a kind of like a, a um, very sort of health conscious wife. And my wife is not into like just dairy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But. I don't care. My wife will have no influence on me. It can't be <laughs> almond. It can't be soy. It can't be coconut. It's just straight up homogenized whole U.S. dairy. Do you have a favorite brand? Drink, uh, you know, whatever is like the store brand, the cheap kind. Mm. Have just, you ever? I love it. Have you ever milked a cow? Never. Um, perhaps one day you can. Yeah, I have. Cause I went to, uh, I went to a summer camp that I really did not like. Um, and part of it was milking cows and it, that wasn't why I disliked it so intensely, but I have milked a cow. Yes. You got to be careful. They'll whip you with their tail. Um, okay. Mona says I first fell in love with Jerry on the Howard Stern show. Does he keep in touch? You know, I do. I keep in touch with everybody there. Um, I keep in touch with with everybody there, and I still listen all the time. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Um, all right, let's go over to Twitter now. 
I got to see. There's some new ones that came in. Um, okay. Allison, I do have to make a terrible admission here. Do you have to go? No, I'm at about 7% on my phone. Oh, if no. It out, if it cuts out, <laughs> I want to say I love everyone and it's nothing personal. If my phone cuts out, I love you all. How fast is it dying? It's not dying that fast at all. There's no light on it. It's like I, I have time. But if it does die out, it means it died out and I'm ashamed. Let's do this. Uh, I'll ask you more questions, but I, let's have you. I'm, I'm sure it's going to last this as long as we want. Okay. But in the off chance that it dies, I, I really have enjoyed my time. Here. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell people where they can find you and plug anything you want them to check out. We're not, I'm not ending I'm yet, not, but I just want to get that in. I'm not kidding. Everyone should follow me on Yelp. I love writing Yelp reviews. I love writing Yelp reviews. Do you Very really do this? I really do. Check it out. More negative or more positive? Always positive. I don't if know. If I, I have believe- a great if I have a great experience somewhere, I fire up the old Yelp app and I leave a glowing review will you review my podcast on yelp sure our podcasts normally reviewed on yelp no but i feel like i think it's like a service i'm so sorry to say i mean no offense but i think it is like a services thing yelp <sighs> fine but i'll i mean i will i'll, I'll look into I'll it do it it might only be one review yeah okay yeah. Uh, of what we, oh, sorry. Charlene Schmidt says of what we know thus far about commander ransom. What is your favorite thing about the character? Oh my gosh. I, uh, I'm in a really funny animated show called star Trek lower decks. Um, and I play uh, commander ransom of the USS Cerritos. It is such a funny animated show. It's the people who brought you Rick and Morty do a star Trek cartoon. Um, it's so fun voicing Commander Ransom because he's just, uh, you know, he's um, he's uh, a real Starfleet uh, person and uh, he's really full of himself. And he uh, he just uh, his chest is always uh, a little puffed up every time he walks into a room. It's really um, it's really fun being a part of the whole Star Trek family has been so fun. That online presence is amazing. It is it's great to open up Twitter. It's a little scary at times. Some people are very opinionated in the <laughs> Starfleet family. Um, but uh, what a fun experience. Really, really good time. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be talking about Ballbuster. Everybody can download that. and It's an amazing movie. But uh, I have a real fun time on that uh, Star Trek. Um, okay, we just have a few more. B. Arthur, but not the B. Arthur, wants to know, what is his favorite non-reality TV show that either he or his wife is not on? Um, 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 what did I just rip through? Um, you know, there was a show on um, Netflix uh, called Babylon Berlin. It was a German like crime show. I was really into that during the pandy. Babylon Berlin. Babylon Berlin. But I, I got to tell you, I mostly watch reality television. I'm mostly a 90 day fiance, a 90 day fiance. All the housewives are getting me through it as well. Below deck. I love it. I just started watching selling sunset. Have you watched that one? You no, know, I have tried. It is different. It's so funny. I'm, I'm trying. I tend to love my reality TV from either, um, 
TLC or from Bravo, I haven't, you know, I might be able to do it. Um, How do you feel about Vanderpump? Love, 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 love Vanderpump. Love everybody. Very excited for Lala. Having a baby. It's an exciting time. Stassi too. Exciting time on Vanderpump. Wait, is Stassi pregnant? I'm pretty sure Stassi is pregnant. I did not know this. Yes. Uh, yes. Molly McAleer wants to know, this is another reality, uh-huh. another, oh, do you know her? Oh yeah, you were on her show, right? Yeah. Um, ask him how he feels about Dorinda leaving Real Housewives of New York, please. Oh man, it's such a bummer because Dorinda is just, I mean, an all-star. I mean, an all-star. It would be as if LeBron James left the Lakers. <laughs> um, uh, it's a bummer, but, uh. You know, maybe uh, maybe it's time for a change. I don't think we've seen the last of Dorinda. I don't think, I don't think a, a, a force of nature like that just disappears. Right. I'm so and I'm so pleased that Dorinda has been a part of our lives for the last six years. What a what a what a joy getting to know her. A gift, a gift, a gift. Not only to reality television, not only to Bravo, but to television. It's a blessing, all- really. A blessing. It's a blessing. Um, okay, and lastly, Joshua Rothkopf s- says, you'll get gold if you ask him about Piranha 3D. I mean, you want the gold? Let's bring it, Josh. Um, <laughs> it was a movie I did, a, a horror movie. It's a, it's a great movie. I, really, I love it. I mean, I don't want to dismiss it at all. And for those who like look at the cover and go, oh, this is just a campy horror film, it's way more than that. It's maybe some of my finest work. What is there one performance you're or a few performances you're most proud of? I I just stand by me because I was so young, you know. I mean, I just, you've turned, you've turned, your orientation is turned now. I don't know why. You're horizontal. Oh, and you're frozen. Uh oh, we might be losing you guys. It might be happening. We might have lost him. At least we found out that Stand By Me was his favorite performance. While we wait to see if he returns. Um, I'll just talk. Uh, this has truly been my first time interviewing someone who was outside. A lot of beautiful nature and some nature sounds. Um, I got to go, I got to go gallery view so that you guys can see, uh, oh, let's see, see what's happening here. Oh, it's just me. And we've lost him. Here's the question that I ask you, was his phone truly dying or was that just the nicest way to get out of having to be on this show? I'm just kidding, though, because it actually we know that it was true because of the way that he disappeared. Turning to the side and then freezing. All right. I'm trying to see if we have any song to really put us all back together after that sudden loss. What do I have for a sudden loss? A sudden loss of guest. I mean, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play this one. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. I mean, I just played it, but I don't feel that way about him. I had, I had a ton of affection for him. 
I'm happy to be on the show. Ask me anything you want to know. And I'll be sure to... What? How dare you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could, we could say, how dare you? But it happens. It's the pandy, as he said. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh, if you want to see all this, and I feel like with an episode like this, especially where the sound, obviously I haven't heard Tony's mix of it yet, but my suspicion is the sound is going to be a little trying uh, since, well, for all the reasons. Uh it might be more fun to watch this one. So go to youtube.com slash Alison Rosen where you can see this. And please, while you're there, subscribe. I am currently basing my sense of self and my, my, my worth on that number. So please subscribe. Um, leave a nice review for this podcast. Do you think he got that I was joking when I said to leave a review of my podcast on Yelp? I don't know. I have to be honest I really liked him. I really enjoyed talking. I get rattled when it's that kind of connection. Um, when it is audio that is not that good, that's cutting in and out, when it just feels like you're talking to someone and they're like, there's a delay. Um, back in the day, when you talk to someone on the phone in another country, there was a delay. Now, I feel like when you talk to someone on your cell phone, there's a delay. But anyway, yeah, I, I definitely... I really prefer an in-person interview where I feel like I can really like be, I can really sort of connect with a person and, and really like allow my intuition to guide what the next question will be and all that versus this is just, it's like, it's so hard to feel as connected as I want to feel. Um, I know I'm saying too much, but I just wanted to share because that just happened and then it ended in such an unusual way. That being said, it's the pandy. Uh, we are connecting remotely and a lot of things are a little less than ideal and that's okay. I didn't do these kinds of interviews for a long time. I refused to do remotes because just because I was afraid of, of, uh, being flustered by a lack of a decent connection. And, uh, you know, it's just how it goes sometimes. I hope you enjoyed that, though. <clears throat> I know I did. And uh, thank you for listening. Oh, also, I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. And uh, please review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show immensely. Make sure you're subscribed. All that good stuff. Uh, um, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Yeah, Alison Rosen is your new best friend.